how high would I climb mountains if the mountains were where you hide? Know how far I'd scale the valleys if you graced the other side. Know how long have I chased rivers from lowly seas to where they rise? Against the rush of grace descending from the source of its supply. Cause in the highlands and the heartache, you're neither more nor less inclined. Well, I would search and stop at nothing. You're just not that hard to find.
song of a sin. Oh, oh, oh. Well, from the gravest of all valleys come the pastures we call graves. A mighty river flowing upward from a deep but empty grave. Joining us and being a part, there we are. Thank you so much for joining us and being a part on YouTube and uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We are all over, and I just wanted to begin by reading Psalm 100. Psalm 100, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with singing and joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Amen and amen as we read Psalm 100 as the call to worship today. Again, we are on YouTube, the Living Hope Wesleyan Church. The church Facebook page is the same as Twitter, at Hope for Vermont. And Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, you can find us there, Living Hope Wesleyan. We'd love to have you subscribe, like, share, and uh, send a review. I guess that's good. I've read one because they copied and pasted it and sent it to me via email, Pastor Hope for Vermont because I didn't know how to check it out there. But as we continue, thank you so much for being a part. Happy Palm Sunday or Passion Sunday, as it's known, the beginning of Holy Week. Um, I sure did seem uh, less wrinkled when I put it on. Maybe if I hold it down, but then I can't hit the mouse in the slide. So apologies for all of you that think I should have a uh, have a non-wrinkled shirt. Maybe that means I'll wear a, a jacket over the top uh, for the in-person today. Uh, connection cards, we'd love to uh, connect with you. So you can either email me your information or send a direct message as well. Um, so we have your mailing address. We can let you know for summer events, calendar events, and things of that nature. And the memory verse for April is Luke 24, 6. Luke 24, 6 from the New Living Translation. He isn't here. He has risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee. Once more, Luke 24, 6, as the women approached the tomb and the rock, the stone, was rolled away. 
The angel said, he isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee. Remember what God has told you. His promises are for us. Amen. What a tremendous memory verse this month. Easter, we celebrate. As we look to continue, we are going to uh, pray. And uh, there's several requests that we have and that um, you have and burdens that we carry together. And uh First, it should be a prayer of thanksgiving. Thank you, God, that you hear our prayers. We are crying for your help. Second is, Jesus, thank you that you heard our prayers. Thank you that you have a plan. Thank you that you are in control. Thank you that we can yield to your will and submit to your authority and follow you and trust you and know that you are good. And I guess, finally, because we feel like we have to do something, we just bear one another's burdens. We pray for those in our congregation, in our family, in our workplace, in our community, in our neighborhoods that are hurting, that are struggling, that are battling cancer and disease, that have lost jobs, that are going through difficult times, that have broken marriages and fragmented relationships. We again say, God help, and we name them, but we trust that God knows. So let us pray. Jesus, we do declare we need your help, whether for us personally or in our families, in our own local church or the neighborhood, community, job that we have, we need you. And Jesus, we pray for your salvation. We thank you that you offer it to everyone, that you desire that none would perish, that none would be destroyed, that all would know your healing, your freedom, your salvation. Father, for our friends that are struggling, for our family members that are just emotionally drained, we ask that you would fill them with your presence, with your strength, with yourself. And Father, as you are in us, we can hide and remain and abide and rest in you. Jesus, we thank you that you knew about this day before we were even born, that you created us for a specific purpose, that you made us your masterpiece, that when you created us, you did not say, that's a mistake, or I wish I would have done this, or I should have done that, but you created us with great purpose to accomplish in your will by your spirit. So may we choose to follow you. Father, for those that are struggling at this time, we pray for great reports tomorrow as biopsies are looked at, as medical teams are called upon. We just thank you, God, because you are trustworthy and you are faithful and we can obey you. We love you, Jesus, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen, and thank you so much for uh, making the time to be a part. Thank you for your continued giving through tithes and offerings, whether it's uh, the Be Generous tab at hopefulvermont.org. That's online, hopefulvermont.org. Simply click the Be Generous tab. People have mailed checks to the chapel campus or given in person at a life group or um, at our 9 a.m. in person at Cross Brook Middle School. The mailing address for the chapel is 5793-5793, Waterbury-Stowe Road, Waterbury Center, Vermont, which is 05677. And we just thank you um, so much for that. As we look this week, it's hard to believe it's Palm Sunday, it's Passion Sunday. This is the first day of Holy Week. This is where Christians celebrate who Jesus is, not just who we think he is, but what he came to accomplish, what he has done on the cross, his salvation that is for us. It is Holy Week. 
we're so grateful to celebrate Holy Week, but in this Holy Week, we can't just skip from the celebration on Palm Sunday to the celebration on Easter when we say, He is risen, and we reply, He is risen indeed. But we remember the betrayal of the Last Supper. We remember the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus' prayer, where He sweat drops of blood because He was filled with anxiety. He was... What some have said, he could have had a panic attack, but he did not panic. He just said, God, not my will, but yours be done. The flogging, the crucifixion, the burial, and the resurrection. This is Holy Week. This is all of it. This is what we remember and what we celebrate. This is Jesus who died on the cross. This is Jesus who is brutally ripped apart. But we celebrate an empty cross. We celebrate an empty tomb. We celebrate the risen Jesus. We celebrate who God is, his Son, the Savior, the Holy Spirit with us, abiding, being our mediator, just interpreting our prayers, just helping us, we celebrate the entire Holy Week of that Last Supper, the betrayal. Jesus asking, pray with me just one hour. The arrest, the flogging, the crucifixion, the burial, and the resurrection. We celebrate who Jesus is. In the last few weeks, we've been looking at Luke 15, where we celebrated the lost sheep that was found, the lost coin that was found, the lost sons that one was found, the prodigal son returned, but the older son, representing the religious leaders of the law, the Pharisees, perhaps some of us who have grown up in church that have not experienced as much forgiveness as others for those that have been forgiven much, they love much. The lost sons, we have talked about them and how Jesus had a plan that none would perish. And then Luke 19, we talk about Zacchaeus. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus in the tree and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus, sinner, those that were looking at you with disdain would roll their eyes, would shake their head, would grit their teeth when they saw you. Jesus said, quick, come down. There is a plan for you, and that plan is found in verse 9 of Luke 19. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Seek and save those who are lost. This is what Jesus was trying to tell and display as there is a sense of urgency as his time on earth was about to end. He was talking to Zacchaeus. He was meeting with those people pointing fingers at and said, sinners, Jesus was always teaching. Jesus was preparing his followers, his disciples, his people. He was talking with great urgency for his physical time on earth was nearing completion. Jesus was trying to get the point across that I am not only teaching, but I am showing, I am making an example. I'm sharing an experience of this with Zacchaeus. But some did not understand, some did not want to hear, so Jesus went on and he taught. The crowd was listening to everything Jesus said, and because he was nearing Jerusalem, he told them a story to correct the impression that the kingdom of God would begin right away. They thought, some people imagine, 
Often people wondered about the Old Testament prophecy that Jesus would come in on a white horse and that he would become king and he would rule. And Jesus is saying, this is not how it's going to be. I'm not going to be an earthly king. I'm not going to rule in this way. I get ahead of myself. He said a nobleman was called away to a distant empire to be crowned king and then to return. Before he left, he called together ten of his servants and divided among them ten pounds of silver and said to them, invest this for me while I'm gone. Invest this for me while I'm gone. This equaled about three months wages, if you look at this, uh, what it's referring to. He gave about three months wages to each. It said, invest in this while I'm gone. Invest this for me. And then it goes down to say that as they invested, when the nobleman returned, when the king came back, well, yes, the king replied, and to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, but from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. The parable of the talents, the parable of the minas, M-I-N-A-S. In Luke, it speaks of, of three months' wages given, and some did not do anything with that. And so the master, Jesus, being represented in this story that teaches a point, a parable, but from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Jesus is telling his disciples, as Scripture is telling us, that he has left and he has invested in us himself to distribute, to invest in others. What are we doing with what he's done, what he has shown to us? Have we given to others that that grace shared with others his faithfulness that he never leaves us he doesn't forsake us he loves us and he convicts us because he loves us and it's better that we are disciplined now instead of being punished for all of eternity this is what he would have us share with others this is a caution a warning that God tells us he is not quick to judge. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. This is from the New Living Translation. He does not want any to perish. This is why Jesus is so patient. This is why Jesus shows the example of being with Zacchaeus. It takes a time to tell the story, the parable of those that he gave the silver to invest. He's being patient with us too, and I am grateful for his patience. I am grateful that he is not quick to reprimand, but he is wanting to teach us that he has more for us to accomplish, more for him to accomplish. He is confident in who he is. He wants his sacrifice that offers salvation to everyone to become new. His sacrifice offers salvation and makes people new. He wants people to know that, to experience that, to Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout and triumph, O people in Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. He's coming with great majesty. This is a prophecy to be fulfilled in the person of Jesus. It was fulfilled in the story uh, captured in Luke 19 that he was Righteous and victorious, yet he was humble, riding in on a donkey, not this great white stallion, not being the lone ranger on old silver, but Jesus was humble enough to come to show us 
what he needed to accomplish. After telling the story of those that did not invest and that were warned and those that did invest and were told that they'd be given more, after telling the story, Jesus went on toward Jerusalem walking ahead of his disciples. And as he came to the towns of Beth page in Bethany, which Bethany means the town of poor and afflicted, which, uh, sorry, Beth, I guess that's what your name means. On the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples ahead of him. And as they went, he said, go into that village over there. As you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. Jesus gave them a command. Untie it and bring it here. Jesus gives us commands through Scripture, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Go and speak to that person. Go and invite that one, that friend, that neighbor, that relative to the Easter Sunday service. Go share that Scripture with that person person. Send them a text message. Let them know that you're praying for them, thinking of them. Call a friend and pray for another individual. Just God is constantly telling us to be obedient. Are we being obedient? He said, untie it and bring it here. Untie it and bring it here. And then if they have a question, why are you untying their colt? Just say, the Lord needs it. So they went and found the colt, just as Jesus has said. Just say, the Lord needs it. As we pray, as we obey, we just say, the Lord needs you. The Lord desires your soul. It's not saying, if your brother-in-law has a new tractor and you want it, you go say, hey, the Lord needs it, so I'm going to take it. <laughs> That's not what the scripture is saying. This is saying that to invite, to display, to show who Jesus is, the Lord needs this cult to fulfill prophecy, to be a part of what he has done. And sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked them, why are you untying that cult? And the disciples simply replied, the Lord needs it. At times we skip through scripture. I've said the last few weeks and I was reminded to one that it was still new that read the Bible with all five senses. Say that you were trying to obey God and then you, you were questioned. Would you have left the cult there? Would you have left the donkey there? It's like, oh, I'm sorry, it walked away. Or would you have had enough faith, enough confidence in what Jesus told you would be true, would be enough that you would simply reply, the Lord needs it. So they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it for him to ride on. Let's not get too far ahead of the story. The disciples replied to the question of why are you untying that colt? Well, the Lord needs it. So they brought the colt. That means there was no resistance. Can you imagine being the owner of the colt? Can you be the one that watched that colt being stolen? The grand theft larceny? Is that what it is? When they were watching that take a place, that they did not say anything, they did not intervene, perhaps it's because they had known this man Jesus. They had watched his interaction with Zacchaeus. They had seen who he had called those disciples that no rabbi wanted, that even if a uh, rabbi was approached by the disciples, they said no to them. They knew this Jesus that had called them. So they said, hey, I want to see what happens. So they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it for him to ride on. They made a saddle. They put the, uh, their outer garment, their jacket on the donkey. And as he rode along, as he rode along, the crowd spread their garments on the roads ahead of him. 
as Jesus, high and lifted up, rode along. People, out of respect, did not want this donkey to be walking through the mud and the dirt, but symbolically we're saying, this is my king. This is the one I choose to follow. This is the one that is high and lifted up. This is the one that is the Messiah. This is God's coming out party through his son, Jesus. This is the Messiah. This is why people struggle so much to believe that Jesus came because they wanted him to rule, but Jesus came to die, to pay our sin, to be our sacrifice. When he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. All of his followers began to shout and sing. We can shout, we can sing, we can stand, you can kneel, you can raise your hands, you can close your eyes, you can sing to God and say, thank you, Jesus, for being the Messiah sent by your Father to do his will, to seek and save the lost, that we might know salvation, that we would know, that we would know through experience, that we would know through who he is, him living in us and us abiding in him. We can shout and sing. It does not matter if you have a terrible voice as I do, but you can shout and sing and say, thank you. This is who God sent to be my savior. They shouted and they sung. Blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. But some, just as we talked about the older son, the climax of the story, the the celebration of the prodigal son returning, the celebration of his father saying, you are mine, you are redeemed, you are welcome home. The older son, meanwhile, and in this story, but some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, teacher, rabbi, Jesus, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. That's blasphemy. That's wrong. Rebuke them. Tell them to shut their mouths. Tell them to stop. But Jesus replied, if they kept quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. Jesus said, if they kept quiet, the stones would burst into cheers. If we do not proclaim Jesus as Lord, if we do not obey him and untie the colt and respond when we're questioned. The Lord says so. Jesus says so. The Savior says so. Then the stones will cry out. And I know there's some that we just want to watch so intently a stone cry out because we question, uh, God, is that really true? Or we just want to see a miracle happen. But thank God for those that are so arrogant in a good way that said no stone is going to replace me no rock is going to take my place i'm going to sing i'm going to shout i'm going to declare that jesus is savior he is lord of my life that's what we celebrate the palms being thrown down the fact that stones did not have to cry out the reality that Jesus is king, the fact that God loves us so much that he sent his son 
to seek and save the lost, to pay the ultimate price, to be our sacrifice, to die in our place. And so as we continue to read, but as he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he, Jesus, began to weep. Jesus began to weep. He began to cry. He was overwhelmed with emotion, but not just emotion. He knew the reality that wide is the road that leads to destruction, and narrow is the way that leads to salvation. Jesus knew that his sacrifice on the cross was going to mean great pain and agony. And that there would be those that would not receive his forgiveness. That would not receive his salvation. That would not know his freedom. Would not encounter the healing that only he could provide. As he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. Palm Sunday, we celebrate the acknowledgement, the fact that Jesus was recognized as the Savior, as the King, as the Messiah, as the one that would conquer all things. But Jesus, after the pomp and circumstance, he began to weep because he knew that some would reject him. How I wish today that you all would understand the way of peace. But now it's too late and peace is hidden from your eyes. How I wish today that you of all people would understand the way of peace. But now it is too late and peace is hidden from your eyes. I thank God that his peace is still available for us that through his death and resurrection and ascension into heaven by giving the Holy Spirit and the writing of scripture, we can still know his peace. Our eyes are not closed and hidden from him and his eyes are open to us that we would repent and confess our sins and by his grace through faith, believing that we can trust him, we would follow Jesus. How I wish today that you of all people would understand I think he is still saying that, but it is not too late for us. His eyes are wide open and longing for us to be reunited with the Savior. How I wish today that this would be a day of salvation, that we would celebrate Palm Sunday. We would celebrate his salvation, not only for us as Christians, but for us as Christians that know non-Christians, that know atheists, that know those that are far from God, that turn their back on Jesus. We would declare, oh, God is for you, that God loves you, that lack of hopelessness, that sense of feeling that there is no good thing that can happen in this world, that my demographics is my destiny, that there is no way out. I'm caught in a whirlwind. That you would know that Jesus is for you. And he wants to wipe away every tear and be the lifter of your head and wrap his arms of love around you and embrace you with a hug that simply says, I love you. I am proud of you. You are my son. You are my daughter. So if you're watching or listening, live 658 on Palm Sunday, April 10th, 2022, or via the podcast or YouTube channel later on, 
this is a time where you can say, Jesus, thank you for your forgiveness, for your salvation. I choose to confess my sins and repent and turn away from them and follow you. This is a day of salvation for me. I encourage you to pray that. Let me know if you've done that. You can email pastor at hopefulvermont.org. You can send a direct message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, wherever. Let us celebrate with you just as the lost sheep was found, the lost coin was found, the prodigal son returned. We want to celebrate and say welcome to the family. You belong here. We're simply beggars sharing bread with other beggars. We are so excited to share his salvation and walk with you in this journey that we might lead others to him. This is a day where his eyes are wide open for us. Jesus, we thank you that you see us. We thank you that you know us. And oh, may your conviction be so strong that we yield and submit and obey you. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus, who is the Messiah, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, who leads us, who helps us, who forgives us, who saves us. Jesus, we thank you. We say, blessed are you. Amen. Let it be done, church. Let it be done.